0: James Cody, I'm the co host, I guess, today, with uh my friend Anthony Mullen here, who normally leads you on your quest through the diving of the vinyls And hey, that's a dog. You're gonna stop that
1: now. Chloe. Hey. Go on. All right. As you were saying, Jay. Uh, keep along with So intro. our uh our
0: vinyl for the week is going to be Mac Miller's Blue Slide Park.
1: This is a good episode. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Blue Side Park. Butt stuff. I mean, Mac Miller was probably in the butt stuff. Probably. Uh, you know, one thing that when I realized I wanted to get you on the to get you on Vinyl Divers, I don't think you've have you been on Vinyl Divers yet?
0: Uh, yeah, a couple times. Right? No. Maybe I don't once. know.
1: Dude, I mean, you were on you're on the back issues days, and I think you jumped on Harley Awesome for a minute. I can't remember if you won Vinyl Divers yet. Did,
0: yeah, we did something here.
1: We did. I've been in the studio before. No, oh, there was a food—the foodie one—is which is what we recorded in the studio. I. But it's all good. Aye it's karamba. all good. But I've been wanting to get you on Vinyl Divers because there is one album that I picked up that I love, that I will listen to on repeat. And as you said before, you already introed it. Mac Miller's Blue Side Park, phenomenal, incredible album. I would only have known about that because of you and Josh, though. So, it only felt necessary to, to get one of you guys on for this episode. Where's Josh? Uh, Josh is not present right He's now. He's present. probably working, being and,
0: an adult. And do you pretend to be Josh for this episode?
1: Uh, okay. It actually wasn't that <laughs> bad. No, yeah. It you, looks you, you. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to... <laughs> I'm gonna use that. <laughs> I'm gonna use that as the uh, instead of like a curt, like a beeping. You're just gonna hear ah. splinter throughout the episode. Any, whatever, <laughs> a dolphin <laughs> noise whenever you need to be censored. Oh, I can't, I can't. No, I'm gonna use a laugh for as, as the censored noises. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so oh, uh, jolly. we're doing uh Mac Miller, Blue Side Park, and so first off, Jay. I mean, I'm gonna let you take the reins on this episode. I kind of you kind of know my flow. You know we want to mention some songs. Uh, just so you know, at some point when you're when you want to share a clip of a song after you intro it, just let me know and be like, "Hey, listen to a bit of it here," and then we know to insert it.
0: So going back, this uh
1: this album came out
0: when I was a senior in high school. Oh God. what
1: are you looking for? Oh, you got your note. I'm gonna tell you, well prepared guest. I'm very proud. Like. Uh, blue slide
0: park was released on november 8th 2011 this was my senior year in high school the album was released by rostrum records he was already touring in europe Uh, no i'm just kidding this isn't a fucking book report but i I did have a few things prepared for this i I didn't want to be a dill hole you wanted to come in knowing your shit yeah but uh so how did
1: you find mac miller how did i
0: find mac miller yes um he had, so he had already dropped a couple songs from this album like and such as Smile Back and uh what was the other one? Blue Slide Park, or no no, uh Party on Fifth Ave, uh Up All Night and My Team kinda got some playtime as well mm-hmm. as singles before the album dropped. And I had already known about him for like maybe a year, like we knew a few songs. And then this came out and started like being our soundtrack through that summer uh at the time uh just after it was released, I had just gotten my first car, and I was bumping smile back because I thought that had like the best bass, so I would like drop a little bit of that right.
1: Is that here? All- Okay. You can't get nothing from me. I fucking love that song, dude. I, and that bass just goes. Yeah, I love those. His fucking cadence and rhythm and his flow is fucking dangerous. On this album, I feel.
0: Yeah, a lot of this was put out by ID Labs, and like his buddy Benji. So this was this was before Clockwork really got involved, and he had like a. A younger, poppier kind of feel to it.
1: Who's Clockwork? Is that uh, is that an engineer or a producer?
0: Uh, I mean, both.
1: He, 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 I'm sorry. He, is that a producer then?
0: Yeah, it's his his like DJ buddy that he worked with for a while, uh, and then like, he he made a bunch of songs that like, a lot of them got popular, and he, he played with him on stage frequently. Like he was the one mixing. His songs on turntables and playing with him before before he got like the whole band involved on stage.
1: So I never got to see him live. Well, if you if uh, you you did see him live, right?
0: Yeah, four times, five times.
1: You saw him five times. Four four times. Wow, wow. I'm really sad that I never got to see him perform.
0: Uh, let's see, I saw him Outer Harbor Buffalo. The first one I saw was PA. Yeah, in Pennsylvania it was in uh, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. No. Penn State. It was outside of Penn State,
1: oh, cool,
0: so state college, yeah, state college the area yeah. yeah, that town is called state College. is it? yes, I, it is named after the school there, yeah, that's Word. how big that school is, yeah. really, right. so yes. yeah So, uh, first time that was two thousand and twelve, oh. and then I saw him in outer harbor, and then saw him at Geneseo, which is kind of random. And then again at town ballroom in Buffalo, yeah, was, yeah, just that's like four really times. that's
1: really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Uh, it's really lucky that you were able to see him that many times. I didn't realize he came through that many times through. Yeah, so it's, it's really like fuck. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: uh, one of the shows I saw at like at Geneseo was kind of lame. No one really appreciated him the way he wanted. Wanted to like show them on stage, like they just wanted a rager because it was like some college's spring fest,
1: yeah, where he was trying to perform,
0: yeah. And he, like, I mean, at one point he dropped a new song that he hadn't, no one had heard yet, and like people just weren't listening to it, they were just like, I don't know, you could tell he was getting irritated. And that's, I think, when some of the music started to really change and got away from stuff like. This blue side park, which was like I don't know, like uh Up All Night and Frick Park Market are kinda like party songs. Or party on Fifth Ave is definitely a party song.
1: I love the beat. Uh let's listen to it uh right here <laughs> Like, for real, like he has wh- whoever pr- produced this one, whoever is choosing his beats and uh, his tracks, it had a lot of bumping bass. I like I like those songs. Uh, one of my favorite songs on this one actually is Man in the Hat. Oh.
0: Uh, so, Party on Fit They Have actually uses a sample from DJ Mark, the 45 Kings. It's a 1987 song, the 900 number uh, for DJ Cool. That was uh, a single. Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my
1: throat. Yeah. So,
0: so like that song was super popular in 1996, Mm -hmm. and then uh, what was his name? Eric and and Jeremy, which is another one of his friends, were the the guys who like actually wrote that with ID Labs and like sampled that and mixed that one up. So like, I don't know. That that's kind of an important part of hip hop is taking popular sounds getting something that's already familiar in your head and just like warping it. So then like, I don't know. It it gives you an interesting. Feel is changing something that's already familiar to you.
1: That's one. Uh, I was just thinking of it now. I don't know how I've never mixed those two while DJing. Like that would be great to drop on a dance floor. If you get a young enough crowd that would appreciate it to go from, let me clear my throat into uh party on fifth Ave. properly if you could do that right that would be really nice I
0: don't have any uh mm.
1: so on this album what songs not even this album i guess what songs sold you were like all right this is the artist because if you're as a friend i know that mac miller is he's in your top three five where is he
0: oh i can't I mean, I he can't. Just, it can't actually score the top five. Once you're up there, it's just. It's
1: know. just you're up there, in that he's uh, he's in. He's just a part of you. His music. Absolutely. I mean. So I mean, what? Wh- so uh, I know uh, that you love him. So how? Like how? Like.
0: Initially, when I was getting into this album, Frick Park Market was one of my favorites. I was I was interested with his lyricism and the way he hit that like old school style. And, like, Frick Park Market, where we're kicking out the garbage, just, like, straight up, telling you the words, not, like, too fast, not trying to cram too much, but still, like, he's explaining his life down there, and the city, and blah, 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 I don't know, it was just something I could kind of relate to, like, we have our own little corner store, like, we went to Wilson Farms, that was our thing, so, like, I don't know. I, I had I was familiarizing with that, but then uh, as time went by, under the weather and missed calls started to become more favorites of that that album. Um, instead of like the, the slower more lyrical stuff, instead of uh, the, like the storytelling, rather than the party and the beat.
1: Now, I mean, I remember listening to Mac Miller. I remember the kids' mixtape. Which I just am really sad that I've. I, at one point, it looks like they dropped a uh, unlimited on on vinyl. The tape got dropped, and then nowhere, like, it's, it, you can't find it. The kids mix tape on vinyl. I wanted it very, very long. Very, very bad. I wanted it for a while. Like, it's one of those ones where if I'm ever, like, you know what? I'm going to buy vinyl. I'll order one. This one that I always check out and look, like, one of the real big fishes, uh, um, Turn the radio off. It's like one of those like hundred fifty dollar vinyls that if you want to get it, and so says like, "Kids is out there with it," uh, how much is it? Forty five. Forty five. Is it really? Yeah. On vinyl. Yeah. That's new.
0: Yeah, I'm on eBay right now.
1: Ah, oh, see, I I don't try to fuck with eBay.
0: Why not? eBay's great. you right, maybe I'll have to look. You ha- have it here in four days. It's for, look, c- coming from coming from Brooklyn. It.
1: All right, maybe, maybe ninety
0: nine point six percent positive feedback on the seller. The main supply. Hundred percent authentic, out of print, two LP vinyl Mac Miller. Ooh. Out of print.
1: Yeah, like that shit's hard to find. So actually okay, maybe maybe I'll have to send that a visit then.
0: Two viewed per hour. Mm. But I on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um but
0: I want faces on vinyl.
1: See, I got I had Blueside Park. I well, I have Blue Side Park and vinyl, but then I also have Bird, or not Bird sounds. Uh, watching movies with a l with sound off.
0: Yeah, which I I understand where you get that Bird. Have you ever read the insides and everything? Nope. Um, do you, wait, do you have? You said
1: you do have that. I did. Where I, is? It? I pass it on to a friend to share, to, oh. share the, to share the music. Okay. I pass it forward to Christian from the um, Pushed Art Podcast, which cheap plug. Go check those guys out now. All right, back to this.
0: Um, yeah, I love that album because. Uh, like i had i bought i was gifted the c d as soon as it came out, and like that i don't know the the alp, album artwork was pretty cool, it was like a fold out album, and there was a bunch of pictures of birds and stuff and the c d itself was a face of someone we not really sure who it was actually I think I did look it up at one point point. I couldn't find it I'll look it up again one of these days um but it had like a, a little story on the inside, about how he liked the sounds of birds or something like that.
1: Really? That's how he, that came about? Yeah. I mean, huh?
0: He just, well, like the the song of the birds. And it's not just like each bird's individual song. It's how every single voice adds to the collective, like the orchestra, you know? Like one violin playing its song in an orchestra sounds pretty cool if you take it out, but like, all together. That's the, inti- that's the song.
1: See, I really liked, um, off of, well, off of that album. Uh, what did he do with, uh, what'd he do with oh man, fuck, I'm gonna go blank on his name. I'm bad with rap. I'm bad with names. Uh, Rick Ross. Um, nope. Very, very end mm. guy that was on regular show for the episode. Tyler? Tyler Crater, yes. Crater. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did the track with them, and it was just like, <laughs> that was some fire shit. I love that. But, so, I mean, how do you see his growth? Because from. Was there. An, what was in between? Oh, no. It went. Blue Side Park. Mac, it went Macadelic. Yeah,
0: Blue Side Park. Macadelic. Faces. And then watching movies. Faces was in between. That was like. A,
1: Is that the one with him shouting? Or him, like. On the cover? No, that's. Which one was that? Oh, no, that's good
0: AM you're thinking of. Okay. Uh, Faces was a 26, 28, 29, 26 song. It was a free mixtape. He dropped it. Okay. Uh, So originally, before, like, kids, um, we're talking like Jukebox and Sour Hour, all those things. Those were originally dropped on uh, datpiff.com. And, like, you, you can hear. In, in the audio for the actual beat, certain artists w- or certain producers would be Dappiff dot You're exclusive for hit mixtape, blah blah blah, you know what I'm saying? And uh <laughs> where the fuck was I going with that? I don't know. I was asking oh, yeah, you about so, like the, so, the growth of his music and you were so, like, like, pen. Uh, yeah, so Blueside Park, obviously we got this on vinyl. This was released on C D and vinyl like when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, he, wasn't, he, it he, wasn't
1: just like a secret. It wasn't like a drop off for free. On, yeah. On, on Blu- Blue, Blue Slide was,
0: Park was like an he, actual released album through Rostrum Records. And like he was already going on tour in Europe at that point. Like f- for the Blue Slide Park tour. Uh, no. Was it called Blue Slide Park? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was. Yeah. Well, anyways, he was already big. So then right after Macadelic, which was also released uh, on CD, like through the record company he dropped faces which was for free which is like twice as long as most albums like it's mm-hmm. a, a good like two hours or something
1: what it seems like though with uh with artists so mixtapes are usually free like when they drop it it's just mm-hmm. it's more or less i want to put music out yeah it was this cool just, here's what i got they're not all gems but this is what i'm putting out like mixtapes it seems a kind of like you're just playing around experimenting and whatever you get you just collect it then? Is that kind of how that works or did he put them out as individual albums? He just wanted them to be free.
0: Yeah, I I think he wanted that one to be free because it was it it, it was raw. It was not so much the stuff he wanted to sell and make him popular. Like he was already there and he just wanted to show people like the real shit that he had to say which it, it dove into the more like it really got involved with his his drug abuse and all the psychedelics and things and uh, the, all the cocaine and stuff and like he, he had a few songs that like said oh yeah I'm probably going to fucking die pretty much and I don't know it, it it's it sucks that he did kind of romanticize that and like Hey I'm gonna die one day Like I might as well Fucking ride it out And For a while Like I felt that too So Like that That's kind of why he, I vibed with him But As his music As he went on Like he, he he released another Free one Called I Love Life Thank You Which was October Like right after Blueside Park Like A month later After he sold this album with like 16 songs on it or something he released like this uh what was this eight songs i don't know it was 13 so like a whole nother one he just like dropped a free one just like thank you guys like i'm I'm making this money i'm fine but I here's more content for yeah, you. yeah yeah here's just like this is this is me like i'm just trying to put out good times
1: he wasn't in it just to make the money. Like he made money off what he wanted to, and then everything else he just kind of gave for his fans. Yeah. It seems
0: he was an artist. And he was having fun. It was
1: how old was he, or how or when was he born? I guess was he our is he our age? Yeah, he's, or?
0: Uh, he was. Like he'd be twenty six right now.
1: Yeah, he's like slightly older than us. It's crazy to think that someone like us, at 18, eighteen, nineteen, coming straight out of high school, dropped something blew up to his status and it was like that's someone that should have went longer. Yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> not to be on a down note, let's bring it back up. Um with with his with his change in music, what were you feeling towards the end because I was listening to what's the the one with the pink cover with all the pictures? Uh Divine Feminine. I'll say I listened to that one. I liked it. It was different. It was more of a change. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I remember when it came out.
0: Yeah, that was that was definitely one of more like dedicated albums that had a purpose, so it flowed really well. Uh I think that and Good AM were both like the same caliber of just he he had it all together or he, he had it all available to him, like what he wanted. He had his studio, he had his, his musicians that he worked with. He was he was starting to get a lot better like, with his own abilities, like, he wasn't always uh, awesome at all the instruments he played. Like, one time uh, for the Watching Movies tour, he he got up and started playing drums with the band. He was playing keyboard. He was singing. He played guitar. Uh, for the one song, The Question, like, he he played the solo at the end. Like, that was actually all him. So he's not, like, like your standard rapper is just like a mumble rapper, it's you know. It's not like
1: beats around behind me, and I'm now mumbling or rapping over it. He yeah. had a
0: beat. like at, at first. That's kind of what it was. He was like, "Yeah, I'm just rapping on beats." But then, like
1: as he progressed,
0: yeah, he 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 wanted to control that sound and like make it exactly what he wanted to to portray exactly what he was saying and. Mm-hmm. So, like, as it went on, it started as party, smoke weed, fuck high school. And then it was like, yeah, cocaine and mushrooms and, you know, go trip and shit. And then he, like, started to figure out, you know, love's pretty important. And, I mean, he's always been a lovey, happy guy, like, peace, peaceful person. And, like, then, like, the Divine Feminine, he focused on whoever that was, probably Ari. I mean, imagine that's who that was at that time. And then, uh, after that, he started to, like, like, Good AM was backing off of the drugs, kind of, starting to realize that, like, he was on opiates for a while, and that's no good. So, uh, he actually included a voicemail from his brother saying, like, he hadn't seen him for a while. And, uh, like, I think that was pretty pivotal album, right? He started, to, like, Say, like, yo, this, these are my problems. Like, and Faces, he just kind of talked about it and, like, didn't, he didn't really know. Like, it was just like, yeah, it's happening. I don't really fucking know what, what to say about it. And then, like, with, with, uh, Good AM, he, like, all right, let's, like, make a change. Let's go forward then.
1: It's like, can't keep fucking, he's like, I can't keep being like this. Yeah. Like, I got and it. And just, he was already too far past that. Mm-hmm.
0: And for, for that tour, uh, on stage, he when he toured with for that album, he went with uh Domo Genesis and Vince Staples, so those are two rappers who are like intense lyricists. Like that's kind of their thing. Is mm-hmm. they they put out like great diction and you can hear a lot of they they like, pack a lot of shit into it, and it's just really intense. So when he got on stage and played his old songs he had clockwork, the DJ, like, slow him down or speed him up so he could show, and, like, he got right up front and, like, had the music cut down and just did his vocals, like, put all the verses out and, like, set them super fast or set them super slow so people, like, knew, like, these are my songs. These are the words I put in there. I want you to actually hear that. Fucking listen to me for a second, you know? Wow. That, that, so, yeah, Good AM, that was that was one of the more fun ones.
1: What if... uh what is your favorite song off of Good AM uh R.O.S. R.O.S. let's take a listen to it right here
0: Oh, yeah, then, he's like, not just know, a he rapper. He
1: he knows how to, like, he's a musician, too. Oh, yeah. He's a performer. Um, now, with his transition of style of music and his growth, because you really see him grow through that, you see, really see him grow through developmental years. Like, yeah, like, I... He doesn't stop developing until, like, the late 20s. So you see him hit high school, those adolescent, you see that progression. Is there an album or a mixtape, or is there a period that you're, like this is my favorite to go back to or is there a specific song that just no matter what this is your favorite of Mac
0: I tend to go back to Faces really um <coughs> I don't know that's the we're doing alright we're, we're alive I we don't really know what's going on though <laughs> but I, I feel like that's like pretty much where everyone is
1: I think everyone kind of has that idea. Kinda like even even when you're like, "Hey guys, everything is going good," at any moment that that boat could be up, like tossed, and you're like, "All right, now we're treading again." Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we, you constantly always live in that line of that state of flux, in a way.
0: Uh, one of my like go-to songs though is "Smoke Signals," which is like old, old, old. old, 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 old but uh, that's a uh, it's talking about like. Like right after he got signed, and like it's not just making mixtapes anymore, but uh, and it goes like smoke signals get, guide you back home, like engines, the lights, spliff, and bullshit with my kinsmen, jingling, cooling me down from the heat in the street, making my mind, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, it's uh, just kind of like a John record was the guy. That's from the album But My Mackin Ain't Easy. Two thousand and seven.
1: Oh wow. So he's
0: That was twelve years ago.
1: Two thousand and seven. That was we were thirteen. He was fourteen when he put that out? Yeah. Holy shit. Are you sure he was that age? Fifteen. He was born ninety two. Oh, he's born ninety two? So yeah. January
0: eighth, ninety two.
1: So yeah, he's like a year he's a year and a half older than a son. Yeah. So oh my god. And yeah, it's, holy shit! Like, so like that's incredible, and it's just very. It's really, it's really,
0: but that that because was uh, of the musician that he was he, Easy Mac at that point,
1: Easy Mac with the cheesy rap.
0: Yeah, who the fuck is Mac Miller?
1: But here is the thing: because of him as a musician, he was kind of like that. He kind of it seems like he had that Neil Young personality where he's recording everything he ever puts out, even if he doesn't put it out, it's catalog somewhere because he had that meant that mindset you yeah. have you have literally his life as a musician cataloged for you to listen to mm-hmm. it's not like oh he put out those studio albums and that was just kind of like those five albums that's what you or those six how many did, studios six seven like it wasn't a lot i know like with the mixtape like stu- like actual studio releases it's not a lot
0: All right, so going back from the most recent. All right, these are not completely accurate. We have Swimming, uh, Divine Feminine, Good AM, Faces, Watching Movies, Machadelic, Blue Slide Park, Best Day Ever, Kids.
1: Well, no, no, just Studio Releases.
0: Oh, wait, one. Wasn't Best Day Ever his first? Yeah, Best Day Ever.
1: Best Day Ever, Blueside Park, Mac-a-de- uh, Macadelic, Watch Watching movie. Movies. It's like six, seven. Right. There's only seven albums, but you didn't just get those seven. You got as you just.
0: Oh, and then li- Live From Space, technically. That was a, uh, well, it's not studio. There's like. There's like a live th- performance. Th- yeah, it was, could- it was It was of watching movies. It was the live the live from space tour. And then there's like four bonus tracks that were studio. All right. So yeah. And then you have delusional Thomas, which was his alter ego. Uh, It was was, a, it's just, it it was a self-produced album. He was all distorted voices and a lot of really off content. It was, it was very strange talking about some ridiculous shit. It was just a, very extra portion of his brain if you feel me and then uh another alter ego he had was Larry Lovestein which he did uh like a six song jazz album called you it was an ep
1: you've had me listen to that
0: yeah that's that's wonderful that like he plays a bunch of instruments in that one and he sings and uh that was released with another band called uh the internet i believe the Velvet
1: Revival, I apologize. The Velvet Revival, that was a band that covered him with Larry Lovestein.
0: <clears throat> yeah, Larry Lovestein and The Velvet Revival was uh, the the artist for the album You. Oh, shit, the they... Internet was the band. The Internet is a, a great band. They're uh, like a jazzy, very f- forward, funky, moving band. That, that was the one he actually toured with for Live From Space hmm. and then started recording new stuff. And then uh, uh, another band he worked with is Thundercat who he was about to go on tour with for uh what was his most recent album
1: Swimming Swimming
0: yeah he was gonna tour with that <coughs> with Thundercat but that didn't work out
1: well you know what dude the here's the thing when uh you're a when you are able to put out something vocally we all know who Beethoven is the be, we all know the Beatles. well John Lennon is. We all know who. Uh, bon Jovi? Bon jo- Well, no, no, he's not dead. So, what I'm trying to say is that. Elvis. These-
0: Elvis is dead.
1: Elvis. I know Elvis. he Artists died. Like that he died on the that- toilet. Yes. Oh. Me too. Oh
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I lost my soul on the toilet. That's and a and, whole and different. in front of it.
1: That's a whole different conversation.
0: And for- with just one leg on it. Oh, I just That was me giving away my soul.
1: Oh okay, um. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, even though an artist artist has passed on and are gone, uh, you know what, the music, their music, is what immortalizes them. So, although it's sad how his life was was cut short, we have him for all of eternity.
0: And maybe uh, some people can learn from him too.
1: Exactly, like, learn, like, hey, if you're an artist or a musician and you you want to keep producing music. I mean I'm not going to tell you don't don't enjoy your extracurricular activities just acknowledge that you're there's a chance your career will end sooner than later and if that happens you get to stop you don't get to produce music moving forward so like you know learn from that if you realize that you have a problem take the steps necessary to to help correct it if you want to you, you don't have to but just know that if you don't at some point unfortunately there are artists that show what can happen if you don't know how to control your, uh, Kevin Smith puts it best, handle her, handle your high. Um, he does a podcast with Jason Muse called, uh, is it Jay and Silent Bob Get Old? And he always starts it off with like, Hey, you know, I'm high as a kite, but him, he can't be high because he doesn't know how to handle it. He's like, if you're going to be creative, know how to handle it. Don't be irresponsible. So if you're an artist and you're in that environment, just be responsible, I guess, if you moderation. want to keep it going. Moderate, everything with moderation.
0: Modulator. Modulator.
1: <laughs> Modulator. But uh Modulator. dude, I'm gonna tell you, as a friend, we were talking on the last episode, me and Andy, I think I don't know if it was on mic or not, but we were saying about how, you know, giving the gift of music is one of the greatest things you can do. And I'll say I have friends that introduce me to music all the time if there's any gift of music that you gave me apart from hardcore and like for today, this album is one of them because I remember drive. The only reason that I got introduced to the, into this is that I used to work at Walgreens for a good seven years. Oh, I'm not going to get those back. <laughs> and at some point for whatever reason, seven years, uh, this was before politics. Thank you for your service.
0: This is like a third of your life, bro.
1: It is. Well, less than a third, but yes.
0: It's almost a third of your life. It's
1: almost a third of my life, I know. I, set, I spent there and that.
0: What the Oh, man. my
1: God. A year, two years, three years pushing it. Seven years? Not necessary. Yeah, oh, God. oh. It's not necessary.
0: ever give yourself a fat lip on a mic?
1: No. Did you? Almost. Oh, that, that sucked. Uh, but I remember one day coming home with a giant Donald Trump po- uh, not poster, cut out. Because back before he was doing whatever he was doing now, he was doing like this ad thing with Walgreens. And I come pulling up to your house with this giant where Donald Trump cutout. Go? I don't know. I don't know where it went. It was with the Mazda for the longest time. And you, I pull up and you're like, fuck yeah, we're cruising. You Yo, got in my, and you fucking blasted Donald had, Trump by Mac Miller.
0: I had Donald Trump riding in shotgun seat. Just driving around the city.
1: That was fucking great. Blasting Mac Miller to that. Well that like that summer there, dude. I fucking love that shit. And I wouldn't have been there and it wouldn't have happened without this introduction to music. It may have been a different band, but it wouldn't Seriously, have been Mac though, Miller. Where is that Donald Trump? I then? really don't know, dude. It it's gone with the Mazda somewhere.
0: <laughs> he like said something one day he was like, I didn't know that he that was gonna happen. So like I'm sorry that like yeah. that song has that connotation. <laughs> He's
1: also not sorry. What? That no. Who Mac? Yeah. Can't be sorry. Now. Yes and no. Yeah, no, he was at first,
0: but now it's like, no, he was just like well, sorry, well, sorry that like Donald Trump ruined it. Yeah, for, the, yeah. Like, you can't for my really song.
1: Listen. Like you really can't it's listen to that like, song. It's like political yeah. now. Yeah. So like I, I was just trying be not like, not in a political you. way, but like at the point it was at that time when it dropped, like that like that song and this album and kids and uh, like kicking it incredibly dope shit. That shit was great. And I love those memories. So thank you as a friend.
0: Um, And if you're listening, Mad Lib, can we get the Mac Lib drop soon, please?
1: So I was going to say, because in the last episode we had Andy, if she had one thing to be able to if, – if the if the 1975 – guys, by the way, if anyone out there, you haven't listened to the last episode, if you're listening now, go back to the last episode. We talked about the 1975. And any divers out there, I'll say it again, if you have any connection to, connections to the band – Get them to listen to it. Get them to respond to Andy's qu- Andy's uh, comment. Jay, Mac's not here to be able to listen, so who do you want to send something out to? Or if someone that is something... I was going to
0: say, we- we'll talk later, him and I. Still mad. Um, but yeah, Mad Lib uh, is a guy he was collabing with for a while, and they talked about releasing an album, Mac Lib, and we never heard anything from that. Uh, I-, I did, he- there was a little bit, Like, he dropped it live, just like a verse, but, like, you couldn't really hear it. Um, We got two new songs, Benji and uh, something. Uh, I haven't actually, like, five days ago, another one surfaced. I haven't listened to it yet.
1: Are they just surfacing? Like, they're they're just finally realizing, like, all right, I'll release this now, or is it, like, surfacing?
0: No, I think it's, like, friends just, like, all right. I guess they get to like, listen to this now.
1: Like, they're, they're okay when they're like, I'll share this now. Well, and they're it's, mm-hmm. finishing up some of his things that he was working on before he right. passed and making, making, I mean, making them right and taking their time to do him justice. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I bet it's like different sense, but where uh, I was watching a documentary with Bam Margera and he was trying to work on the cleaning up video stuff of like the ending of uh, like of a of a special with Dunn and April was like, you've been doing this for years. He's like, I need to just take my time with it. So I wonder if that's, maybe uh, maybe there's more stuff that will have to have to come where his friends are just like, they're working through with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Because
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I know how you guys get and how like my other friends that all liked him, how they all get when they start talking about it for too long. So I can only imagine how friends are. So, you know, hopefully there's more content to come. But Oh yeah, his music's still going to be relevant. out there. It's, it's still circulating. I mean, swimming just went certified Platinum in the US, so people are still gonna listen to him for a while. Well, Jay, Andy, thank you for jumping on. Jay, thank you for coming on, dude. Uh, uh, promo year shit. I know you got a bunch of beats and stuff, and we're gonna probably throw in some exclusive stuff that you're working on Um, at the end of year, yeah. So, so promo yourself where can people because people don't know you you actually make beats and you do rapping and i don't know what you would consider yourself yeah i, do. I, don't, I don't know what What do you do i don't know what I, you
0: do. I do rapping i do rapping um christmas presents <laughs> birthday <laughs> presents it, asshole. um um yeah so my youtube page youtube page um how do i get to myself
1: i think that's something you need to ask yourself <laughs> You to
0: look deep um so challenge is my name i guess j Sell it out? j a l a n j it's a j a l a n j oh something like that um but yeah you can find me uh on youtube at challenge james code music at gmail
1: Um, dude you have a good flow i'll say as a friend that i've i remember watching you like try to like I'll say try just because like your rapping is like you're good now like but like just like anyone starting off I remember like it being rough at the end of high school just like on the back porch while you were having a smoke with your Marbreds or Seneca 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 Reds oh, no, I'm the... Seneca Menthols like I remember that like I remember like getting out of college I like, getting done with that trip and I meet you at, and you getting out of you're a buff state at first right oh yeah and. We're just chilling there for just, a
0: whole like, year, baby.
1: You threw—I remember like throwing the beats on. And you just would start spitting, and we both sucked. But like, oh, absolutely trash. But like the past couple, like year or two, you're just like, holy fuck! Like Jay, like you can you can rap, <laughs> and your beats are really good. I just
0: realized that I've been like trying to rap for about seven years now. It's been—I've done worse.
1: I mean, I I finally came up with my alter stage name, bro mc banner mc banner network members uh get a jay's work he's got some incredible arts and beats coming out uh he's searching through a bag i don't know if he's got anything else to share or say i just want to let you all know again remember we have the western new york PodCon coming to you august 3rd 2176 liberty ave liberty road in niagara falls new york it's from ten to six it's only six dollars it's yeah. only ten dollars to get in we got podcasters uh from the network there we're gonna have friends of the network there we're gonna have uh, some vendors we're looking to get some music and entertainment going on outside um uh, that's all a lot of this all in the works but this is gonna be the first podcasting convention of western new york i have not seen anyone as close to here then other than like you're going to like the east coast so like this area, there's nothing around like it. So if you're, if you have nothing going on August third, save the date, guys. Come on out. I know we're gonna get Jay out there. He's gonna be helping me around the Vinyl, I'm gonna be vinyl in the booth. divers table. Uh, not booth. Well, yeah, yeah, booth. Um, Call it the booth. We got live podcasts that's gonna yeah. be going throughout the day, and we're gonna uh, a lot of some of the podcasts are gonna have some vendor items to sell. And guys, it's just gonna be a great time. So come on out. Uh, support podcasters support local artists support work from creators you want to be a part of this you really want to make sure you're there for the first one it's presented by the network you know what I said it before i'll say it again we got podcasts for everyone uh for james cody for andy who stepped away i'm anthony mullen thank you for joining us guys uh i love you guys so both so much and uh
0: love you too homie
1: We'll uh, see you next week. Peace.